Welcome to Net Migrations, Pittsburgh's first podcast dedicated to the immigrant soccer community. My name is Eric Moreno and I'm your host. I'll be bringing on various leaders from across the Pittsburgh immigrant soccer community and we'll hear about their life stories, their current work, and their missions for the future. Let's get it. All right, so welcome back to episode three. Um, today I'm here with Pascal Galito Bicanura. Tell me if I pronounced that right. <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Kalito, my friend. Uh, we work together actually at uh, the CCAC men's soccer team. Yes, sir. And uh, coming off a winning record this season, so that's super exciting. But um, Kalito graduated from Penn State, New Kensington in 2018 with a BA in criminal justice. He's currently the head coach of the CCAC men's soccer team as well as Young Boys FC. He's the program director of Pittsburgh Soccer in the Community, the choir director at Revival Church, and an independent singer and dancer. While playing soccer in school, he garnered a new Kensington Player of the Year Award, USCAA All-American Honorable Mention, PSUAC Second Team Honors, and finished his career with 40 goals and 16 assists. So welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thank you, man. I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. So I think the best way to start is going to be I want to hear about your background growing up because one thing about this podcast is we really want to hear like your story, like how you came to become the leader that you are. So if you could even talk about like growing up, I know you moved around a little bit when you were younger. Like, could you talk about like a little bit about your family, where you were born, how you moved and how you ended up in Pittsburgh? Um, honestly, thank you, Eric, for having me. Um, my uh, background, it's basically like it's all the same than all the other immigrants. Uh, to be honest, just, you know, uh, little Pascal, who was like five, who didn't even know nothing about soccer, that loved to go watch um, adults play the game, uh, grow up listening, uh, hearing about Pele, Ronaldinho, and this all other great people. And I just like, oh my God, I just want to be one of them someday, somehow. You know, we're talking about like, Back in the camp, Tanzania, because I, like, I was born in Congo. Like, it's so weird. My parents is originally from Burundi, but when the war was going on, we went to Congo. That's where I was given birth. Really, 1996, the war happened there. We yeah. had to move to go to the camp in Tanzania, and that's where mostly like my whole life, the language and the culture was basically built from there. Um, so you were speaking Swahili in Tanzania, right? Basically, okay. that is originally yeah. Tanzania like yeah, yeah. language there. But again, there is different culture there. There's Congolese, yeah. there is Burundians, there is um, Rwandanese. There's different culture yeah. in that place because it was a camp where people go and find a refuge. Yeah. So honestly, how did I become a leader? Um, my mom and dad, like honestly, these guys are warriors and. Yeah. I believe that one of those parents, they play a role where, like, who you become or who you want to be. And I was always that one kid that is like, hey, let's go try to steal this. Let's try to go to do this. I was always the leader of, like, let's set up a plan and, you know, we're going to find the exit, yep. which is, like, I feel like it motivated me to, like, lead in a different way. Um, it comes to 2007. That's when the opportunity came, you know. So you were 11? 11, basically. Uh -huh. Like, the opportunity came, and um, the immigration of uh, the United States 
like was giving opportunity to those immigrants that wanted new opportunity or new uh, that wanted to go to a different places and you know was it just the US or were there other countries that were accepted? There were different uh there was definitely different um countries. There were like Canada, Australia, okay. Um Europe. Yeah, there were a couple of European there countries. Was de- yeah. yeah, there was different okay. different countries there. But, but just out of chance like your family got selected to go to the US. It, the crazy part is my parents, my actual like dad and mom and siblings they were chosen first to come to the United States, okay. and they denied the opportunity because me and my one brother and sister uh-huh. was on a different form. So if they could have came, we was gonna be left behind. Wait, why? Why were you on a different form? Because just it because was just, no, 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 your family was so big. No, or? yeah, the family was big, and the way we was moving from like the war from Congo, like you was able to take certain amount of people on your form. Uh. So. Since my sister and whatever was like, oh no, they were the oldest, they was able to like put me on their phone different than my parents. That's crazy. So when the opportunity came, they came based on their form. So how many siblings do you have? I had originally nine. Okay. Yeah, I had originally nine and we was divided. Now I'm here with four of them, but two of them stay back home. Okay. So basically. What about the other two? The other two, they're back home with my mom and I and dad. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so they so they settled down in Tanzania. Yeah, basically okay. he okay. settled down in Tanzania, and no, they're not still settled in Tanzania. They back in Burundi. Okay, right got it. Now peace is there, so they back into the motherland. Okay, where they were born. So basically, when the opportunity came, um, as I say, my parents didn't want to take the opportunity, so it was like okay. So when our opportunity came. We were supposed to go to Australia, but since my sister was crippled, uh-huh. they wasn't allowed to like take people who are crippled there. Uh, so we got they need, denied. They need people who are able to work, right? We got denied. Yeah. So when we got denied, it was like, okay, cool. We people, we are family of belief. So we always yeah. feel like if one door closes, the other, the other door opens. So no even a week the united states like accept us to come to the united states we didn't even think twice like we didn't even think about our parents it was like oh we so out it was you and your sister yeah my me and my sister and my other brother okay got it so he was three of us so i was like oh snap okay cool we out so, so did you did you get to choose the city that you went to or they were just like the country let you in and then they just basically sent you to Pit- i mean the how they did it, it was weird. Like, they would send yeah. you a picture of downtown. I mean, uh-huh. they would show you a picture of downtown and just tell you, like, basically, this is where you're going to leave. Uh, this is what you're going to be doing, this and that. And to be honest, like, you would be like, we go to paradise. Yeah. Where you come to find that's out. That's like, right? That's, <laughs> that's not even close to yeah. what you see on the picture. Yeah. And then it's just like, um, when the time come, to be honest, we... Randomly pick city. We came um when we came in two thousand seven, we came to like Kansas City. That's the first city we went oh, to. Oh, I didn't know that actually. No, I'm okay. definitely like originally like from Kansas City. Wow. Uh, my brother was staying here, and he was like, "Why is you guys staying there by yourself? Like, y'all better come to the Pittsburgh." Wait, and so why was he in Pittsburgh, and why were you guys there? He came first. Got because it. he was married. Got it. Okay. He came okay. with his own family. So and he so, was. So he so. Was there something about the immigrant community in Pittsburgh that he, like, felt tighter in Pittsburgh? Or was it just, like, he was more established than you guys were? He was basically 
establish. Okay. Like we're talking about the community didn't even we didn't even have a community back then. Mm. Like it was basically what you know or who you know or what church you go to yeah. to even help you. So I feel like uh it just basically like he was just in Pittsburgh and he was in Kansas and he been here so he knew a little bit about the new culture, the new place. Yeah. So he just like, you know what, just you guys should just move here. And And you've been here since then. Just been here since then and honestly that's where my you know, school, um, the soccer, leadership and other things started from there and here we are. Did you did you were you fluent in English when you got to the US? No. It was just a, it was like no. a big learning curve. It was definitely like a big challenge. Yeah. And the crazy part is um my first word to even say was like the bad word. Like yeah. I won't even say it, but like that's what Haji said too. <laughs> every I'm telling you the yeah. bad words because like we was like bunch of immigrants. It was like Bamis, Nepalese, um what else? It was other culture talent. Yeah. We will all go together and the only language we will speak it will be through soccer. Yep. Like we won't even know. But the crazy part is when it comes to a bad word, we will be able to pronounce it well yeah. than saying hi. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. I just remember that like it was yesterday. Like you wanna pronounce the word, but you can't say it. But when it comes to F this, that, that, you will say it and, so And perfect. teenagers love saying that too. Teenagers and I'm telling you, it, like, it was a way of us like even learning because yeah. like even it was an ESL and doing all that kind of things, yeah. it was so difficult than me just want to say a bad word. Right. And now looking at back at it, I'm like, oh man, what? Right. That's crazy. So, all right. You were 11 or 12, right? So that's a, that's a decent age because yeah. you were able to adapt to the language that's pretty quick. Um. And did you start playing soccer immediately when you got to the U.S.? Like, did you find a team, or did you, did it take a while? Did you ended up you ended up playing in high school, right? Of course, I, I ended up playing in high school, but it was challenging, bro. Like, yeah. you know, speak the language, uh, the yeah. color scheme. Like, we're talking about like back in two thousand ten, two thousand whatever. Like, yeah, I mean now the racism like is getting better, but like I'm talking about where the coach ignored the talent. Like, he knows like you're really good. You could help the team. But you will ride the bench just because your color, just because you can speak the English. Yeah. Compared to some kids that can't even kick the ball. Like, this is really, like, going back, bro. Like, nobody, like, these kids, like, have, like, uh, the most expensive shoes, the most expensive uh, gear. Yeah. But can't even do nothing about will play over you just because their mom is there or just because somebody's there to support and yeah. ignore their whole talent. Yeah. I remember one season that we went the whole season without even like even playing, even one minute. Right in the bench, bro. So there I were mean, a couple of you on the team. It was a lot. It was yeah. definitely a lot of talented yeah. African kids, bro. Like yeah. so but the coach was white and the most of the starting eleven was white. That's, that's crazy. Problem, man. That's crazy. Crazy. The other, but, the other thing is like Compared to what, so as I've as I mentioned before on the podcast, and you know this, I'm from yeah. Maryland, like DC area, and like soccer is much bigger there because there's a bigger immigrant community, and you know the Latinos, bro. We play, we always play, but in Pittsburgh, there's a smaller there's a smaller immigrant community. So like, it's when you when you compare it to like sports like football, baseball, there's way more spaces in the city to be able to play those, and there's more funding to to be able to play those, and like 
the interest in soccer, from what I gauge in the city, it's much smaller. Like, if you go to a Riverhounds game, it's a smaller stadium. The Steelers, it's a, it's huge. It's 60,000, 70,000. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So that's the part of the part of the issue is, like, it's a growing sport. And it's also kind of, like you said, it's a kind of a segregated sport, too, right? A little bit. Yeah, no, I feel like that's just like, as I said, it's like we need to make uh, an uncomfortable environment for these immigrant people or yeah. these people who was coming over and trying to like learn new culture yeah because at the end of the day right now thank god like we got like international like uh players with their citizen and information like playing actual professional team yeah. or playing basketball or play football yeah which is no bad but like if we make it comfortable enough and actually listen to them yeah I feel like we could make an environment or an impact on this immigrant that love the game. Right. Who don't have something else to do than playing the ball. I mean, playing the game. So I feel like if we could find a way of, like, the community leaders, this goes to the community leaders, like, starting with me, which is, like, I, that's why I step up to be the director of the, this program, like, sucking the community that we build something bigger that anybody could go to than having uh, these teenagers or young adults who feel like just because I got off at this certain time and I don't have nothing to do, I feel like I should do drugs or I should go steal or I should do this, yeah. I should do that. Yeah. When that game's there or there's those opportunities or things them to do, they can go there to relax, yep. to be at therapy. Because, like, I take soccer as a therapy, man. I go through a lot of things sometimes. Yeah. But, like, when I play the game, I'm laughing with my friends. Uh, we're talking, and we're just chilling. Like, it changes. Like, the way I came in is not the way I come. I go I go out. And it's just right. like, how do you do it, man? Like, you are men of so many titles. How you do it? It's just like, basically, you got enjoy the moment. Yeah. Where you are at the point, and then... After that, it just runs smooth, man. Because, yeah. like, if I close without even knowing who you are, we can have no conversation going on. Yep. So, honestly, we just need to find out safe environment and listen to these people. I think, like, they have a lot of things to share. Yeah, I agree. And I can tell, too, like, if y'all didn't know, this man is passionate. Like, if you see him coach on the sideline, he's yelling, he's screaming. But, he's, but you really provide joy to a lot of the people. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes you a good coach. That's why you're the coach of multiple teams. You direct, like, you get along with people. That's that's part of the key. You know what I mean? Got but, to, man. Yeah. And so I do want to transition a little bit. I, I wanted to visit back to that, but you played in college, obviously. Yes, and sir. I wanted, so, A, how did you get recruited? And then, B, what was the experience like? Like, was there a kind of a cultural shift? Did you have kind of like an experience of like, whoa, this is a lot different than high school? Um, Actually, you know, um, how did I get recruited? It wasn't through my high school. That's the crazy part. Yeah. It was like doing through pickup. So I ran into the coach, uh, Pete, uh, Pisa. I don't know if you. Yeah, know I know Pisa indoor league. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going crazy at this guy. I didn't even know he was a coach. Like as I say, lock in. Yep. You were just, thing, you were just doing end, your thing. Yeah. Basically, and then you know, at the end of the day, he gave me a card and say, "Hey, I'm a coach at New Kensington, uh, Princeton, New Kensington." You know, um, it's a university. If you graduate and um, do good, you basically get out with a degree of the university. Yeah. So it don't matter what branch. If you go to the main campus or this branch, 
you going to get out with a Penn State degree. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, that's where my journey start. Um, I start, like, reaching out to people I trust, asking them about, like, what's going on because I, I spent my whole high school career really on a bench doing nothing. But crazy part, this guy came from England. So, like, he had... We, Kind of had like the same background. He knows how it feels, and he was like, "Hey, man, I know like right now in the beginning it's hard to trust me, but your talent, I could definitely like use it." Yeah, I could definitely. It must have use felt it. nice to have a coach that feels that way as opposed to the other. Bro, guys. like yeah. it was the best feeling because oh my whole life I never been appreciated than the way this guy did it, and he set it up the um the college visit. Best day of my life, bro. Like, best day of my life. I'm telling you, every door, every, like, tree, they have poster of me, like, welcome, Pascal. What? Every door. That's how you know he cares, man. When I tell you, the whole gym was wrapped up with, like, my name, my pictures. That's awesome. Like, a lot of things, bro. I'm like, oh, man. Like, this is different. Like, this is different. Like, so he basically made your decision for you. He was like, he he was like, you're coming here. Like, he, I don't care what you want. <laughs> basically, man. Yeah. Basically, this dude yeah. didn't care why is the other choice, but he made sure like, when you go home, you definitely gonna call me and be like, yeah, let's sign this thing up. Yeah, and that's what I did, bro. That's awesome, man. I, and d- did you you got a scholarship, right? Yeah, yeah. I was able to get a scholarship for like, athlete, and um. I had Pittsburgh promise due to my like good GPA in high school. Yeah. So that also was able to like help out. That's awesome, man. So I say, I mean, obviously I read your stats, man. Like, so you you obviously balled out. But as I, as I said, was there like a what was the demographic demographics of the team? Were there a lot of other immigrant players on the team, or was it a lot of like kind of native Pennsylvania guys? I mean, there was more like native uh, Pennsylvania guys. Okay. But was it was it was? I guess what what I'm trying to ask is like. You came to the U.S., right? Yeah. And were you were you kind of one of those guys that just like assimilated really quickly? Like you, I mean, I know you're comfortable talking to anyone, especially now. But like, what did it take a while for you to kind of shift and be like, oh, there's a bunch of white dudes on this team. Like, how do I connect with them? Or was it just it was just kind of natural for you? Bro, as I said, like I'm the type of guy. Like, by the way, like they call me like Kevin Hart. So I'll come even I'm saying bullshit. I'm saying like things that don't make sense. People will laugh at it. So I'm thinking like I'm killing this, man. I'm killing this, man. But again, as I said, soon I walk in in a room, I I read the vibe. Yeah. And I I try to connect as many people as I can. Yeah. And as soon as I can because it just if I don't talk or introduce myself People are ignorant here, man. They don't. They ain't gonna do that first move. So right. like, it was right. definitely hard. But as I said, the coach himself, like he had a big accent. So like mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't the only one. Yeah. And I had some guys that also we went to the same high school. They were also immigrants that we went to school together. So like yeah. I always had like a more sport of, you know. Yeah. What was going on? So now coming out of college, right? Like transitioning into the workforce, coming back home. How did college prepare you, and what was your first move after college? Like, what was the first kind of couple things that you transitioned into? Man, college, 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 college. I mean, I feel like, not to talk bad about the system, I feel like there's better way to, like, that you have structure college. Because, like, the Gen 8 class, to be honest, not to be, like, disrespectful, it's just, like, Stuff that you already learned in high school. Yeah. So why are you repeating it 
where this should just teach you why you need to learn, why it's going to help you in the real life. Trust me, I totally get that. Because we're walking every day doing algebra, geometry, did it. Like, that's some things that it's already life-related every day. Yeah. So why are we recharging people or students for that kind of thing? I mean, going to your point, it just, it was hard. It was difficult because, like, honestly, after college, you feel dumb. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. You feel dumb because everything goes brink. Not that you actually study. Wow. Makes sense, bro. It's crazy. I'm telling you right now. Wow. I know you're finishing up. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, when you graduate and it's all done, when you get to the real world, everything goes brink. Like, you yeah. start from zero. You're like, well. Like, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, like, you got the degree. Yeah. But, like. When you get to the job, you you learn all the skills related when to When I job. tell you, like, you go to a job. And they ask you like to do things that you was doing in school, and you follow. You thought like you you nice, you good at it. You look like a dummy, bro. Mm. And as the time goes, though, it all comes back up because it's it's yeah. it's it's, it's tied it's tied backwards. Right. Instead of like straight, it's just basically the same thing, but with like looking at it from the back, going in front. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but like I'm just telling you, I've seen so many people that. Degree masters and you just like, I'm doing Uber, bro. I'm I I cook it. I do this. I'm like, damn. Yeah. What happened? It's like, bro. It's a hard job market right now. It's hard. It's hard to get jobs. Like that's the other. That's the other thing. Like yeah. the more we encourage uh people or students to go to school, we need to find more resource or more opportunities for yeah. them to go and be able to pay their loans and and other things. Yeah. So that's a perfect transition to to the CCAC team. If you could talk. Me- I, I, I love the job that you've done. You and Justin basically, I mean, I know it was Justin's idea, but you and Justin basically started it from, from the bottom, right? Like, could you talk about, obviously, I joined second season, but could you talk about, like, the foundation of it, how, how you and him ended up linking up, and then, like, the transition from the first season to the second season? Man, Justin, um, Justin, basically, man, a hero. He's a definite hero. Uh, the meaning I say that, just um, he's a guy that don't look your race. He doesn't look where you're from. He doesn't even care about your background, but he care what you share and what could you do to change and impact. Um, I basically been knowing Justin like for like a long time. Like he used to play in this program that I'm directing. He's basically one of the person that started. Yeah. And he went on and stole with open field. Um, to be honest, man, it just as I say, you just need to communicate. Like when I reach out to him, like, hey, I feel like I wanna. I want to coach. He didn't even, like, question or think twice. He set it up the meeting. We look up. Like, this guy's just laughing. Like, just like, how you going to do this? And I'm just <laughs> there, like, bro, Um, I feel like we should do this, da, 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 break it down for him. He's like, yeah, so don't this require money? This And I'm like, um, it does require money, but, like, right now we try to get people's trust. We try to get these players yep. to feel like, there's a program here, and starting from the ground, from the scratch, it's hard, bro. It's, it's just like challenge. it's hard, and because right now we compete, we're competing against other sport that's already been there. Yeah. So as convincing these other students to join this program, it's definitely gonna be hard. And it's just like you know, I got Plan B, I got Plan C, this and that. We gotta do this. And I'm like, bro, I'm a man of faith. We just need to go by time. Time will tell if we're wrong yep. or if we're right. And honestly, man, I'm telling you, that first day of training, 
it was 1.1 person. Like when I tell you it was one with imagination players. Wow. Where like we build up players, like really guys that, can you kick a ball? Okay, you're in the team. Are you good? Do you ever heard about soccer? You good? Like we didn't even care you was good knowing how to kick or anything. Like you was you just needed players. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. But yeah. honestly, we build up to the point where we we got where we are right now. Having you, Eric, to be honest, like make a big impact because like you. you share the culture, um, the background, and crazy part like you still a student and trying to help other students succeed. It's just like a type of love that nobody else can do it, man. It's just like. Like you are a university student and helping another person to achieve, just like something that I go home and and like, how does he do it? Thank you, man. Like, I appreciate I, that. I think about it every day, but like, keep up with the leadership, man. It just that's that's the start. Yeah, and I think well, I think the reason that you and I have worked so well together is because like we share the vision. You know what I mean? And we, sh- we also share the passion, of course, for the game. But could you talk a little bit about like what what this team means because? For those, for those that don't know, CCAC is the Community College of Allegheny County. There was no soccer team. There used to be a soccer team, like, what, 20, 25 it, years it ago? And they, they, they lost it funding, got, yeah. Got um, talk about, like, Pittsburgh not caring about soccer. but So <laughs> we needed to create this program, so open field. So basically Justin and Kalito, like, stepped in and we're, we started meeting with CCAC. And we're like, we see the need for a program. So right now it's actually still a club soccer team. Like, it's not even officially it's, a... a NSCAA, I, I believe the league. My, that's the goal, though. That's, that's where we're heading. That's, that's definitely where the goal. We're heading. Yeah. And we seeing some improving and like some definitely green lights of that going to happen. And it's so cool because like part of my job is making sure that they transit that the students, the players transition to the next level, right? You're doing amazing, man. We, we have, uh, I think, three guys that are gonna be graduating and then transferring over to different schools in the spring. So it's that's like, how I go. That's the goal, man. That's how I go. Like yeah. having those guys transferring to a university. Honestly, that's it makes me happy. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, so I also want to talk a little bit about the other side of the work that you do. So we'll finish up with soccer. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, your your work with with the choir and everything. Okay. Um. But. So you live in Northview Heights? No, you don't, I don't live in Northview. You don't live in Northview. I live in Jacksonia Street. Like okay. basically, it's a part of like Northside, close to the Mexican Wall. Okay, I got it. Close to Federal. Okay. Like, so, but know. the reason I thought that you did was because you're a mentor to a lot of the guys that live in the North Side. <laughs> you're like basically, from what I can tell, you're like everyone's big brother, uncle. Like everyone knows you, bro. So, you could you talk a little bit about like how you got the role as the Young Boys FC coach. From what I understand, the Young Boys FC is like a, basically, it's like a community team. Um, you guys play other teams from around the city, men's league, stuff like that. Like, could you talk about that role as well? I mean, how did I get the role? Basically, it starts with um, uh, guys like, um, these guys that, like, that were older than me. Like, this guy named er- Ernest Anduamungu. He basically, like, came up with the idea. So he came up with the idea with this guy named Jackson. And they sit down like Pittsburgh. We got so many guys, and we don't have no team. Yep. And honestly, this guy, man, again, a hero, a hero, guys, to who I am today. Like to me, being a coach, I was just a normally player, bro. Just simple, basic player. Mm. This guy, you know, talking about numbers of like how he go make it work, and I'm like, 
bro, we lazy. I don't think that's going to work. Like, <laughs> what are you saying right now? He just got planned. And, again, he's a man of faith, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you got to find your people that have faith. He made you believe, it sounds like. Bro, he started this yeah. thing. We play in the beginning, struggling and everything. Here comes, like, he, he got married, stole a family, backed away from it. Mm. This other brother of mine named Jack, man, he stepped up, become the coach, like, sacrificed his playing career, bro. Like, wow. this guy really say, guys, you know, I'm done playing. I'm going to be the coach. Came up with the idea of, like, okay, now let's still, like, actually take this thing on the next level where, like, you pay money and get paid. Mm. Bro, this guy came up with the idea. I'm like, you crazy. I don't think that's going to work. So and, how, like, you mean the team pays money to get in tournaments, and then if you and, win, they you, pay, you yeah. win the money. Okay. I'm like, there's no way. He said, okay, bro, cool. Here, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk it. I'm going to start with my money. I'm going to schedule a game, and I'm going to put my money down, my $200 down. Oh, wow. And then we went, we beat that team, 400. He built it up, bro. We went all crazy, crazy and everything. And then also him, life came. He had to take another different path of, like, what he's doing, you know. God bless him of what he did for us and yeah. what he's doing right now. Um, That's when, like, we was looking at each other, you know. I'm captain, playing, not sure what I want to do. Yeah. And people like, yo. It's up to you now, man. Like, it's up to you to lead us to the promised land or there's no team. And I'm just like, wow. damn, why? I'm a, they chose you, bro. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a quiet master. I'm, I'm busy with this thing. I'm not going to do it. And it's just like, you know, as we go doing, like, halftime, giving speech, making our lineup, it just made it out itself. Like, yeah. just be a coach. And then from there, that's when... We still like building it up, and I'm glad, man. I'm glad that right now we was able to like to get some players to go to college. Uh, some people doing pretty good, like that were in the team. That's and awesome. That's the goal. That's, awesome. that's the goal. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, with I both. I mean, with both of your coaching jobs, it's 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 almost like parallel. You know what I mean? It makes me happy, bro. That's awesome for sure. Um, so I do want to talk about, like I said, your other side. Like you do a lot. I know you spend a lot of time in church. You're the choir director. Could you talk a little bit about that and, like, what the role of God in your life, the role of faith, like you were saying? Man, as I say, like, I come from in a family that they have belief, man. Like, these guys, it got to the point that if you miss Sunday school, you won't even eat. Like, I'm talking about wow. home. So, like, I was that kind of bad kid, bro. Every time I just want to play soccer, so I wouldn't even go. Oh, you skipped? I'm t all the time. Oh, wow. And somebody snitched wow. one day, bro. I got, I got bidding from my brother. <laughs> my brother beat me up, man, That's that great. day. And I just fell in love. To be honest, how I still fell in love with, with singing. Uh, I don't know. It was I don't know what year it was. We got in a car accident. And that car accident was bad, bro. Like, I did not really, know that. I mean, I, you can't know if I don't tell you. Yeah. So that car accident, to be honest, it decided to, like, who I am today, to be honest. that. How old were you? I was, like, around 14. 14. Wow. I was, like, recently just moved from Kansas to Pittsburgh. And crazy part, it was, like, one of my brother's wedding where, like, his wife forget the dress, the wedding dress. So me and my other brother had to drive it to church and come back home to get ready. So, oh, so you had to go quick. Basically, yeah. that's how we got to the car accident. So my brother tried to rush back because he had to sing. I wasn't in the choir at that time. 
And we got in a bad car accident, but we could have fell off the cliff bad. Like, the car really just stayed right there. No way. Door locked. Like, I'm telling you, um, the only way to get out, we were, we had to break the windows, the, uh, the car windows. That's how we got out. And the crazy part, our ID, we, like, we had, like, we had an organ donor on it. Uh-huh. So, basically, how, like... I recall or people say is like if like your organ donor and you get to a bad car accident like that, they could finish you off and use your organ to something else. So when my pastor saw it, he was like, don't even agree to go to the hospital. Just say you're good until you get that changed. And I'm like, yeah, we straight. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with us. We straight. And then Were you you injured though? We was just a little scratch, but... Hey, when this, so when lucky. when he called us to decide and told us that we was like, no, we good. We will just let you guys know if anything changes because yeah, it was definitely like the car got total, bro. That's how bad it was. Like yeah. definitely, if they could have give us a shot of, you know, finish us finish us off, we won't even there won't even like be any type of complaint. But we we walked it off to the point where like um, we got better. Yeah, you know, we got better, and that's when I still like them. Why? What is my purpose here? Yep. What is my purpose here? Because like that was definitely a clear shot death, bro. Like that was laughing death. Like car really like honestly the the part that was off compared to the part that was hanging to the cliff. There's no way that car didn't flip. And that's when I decided, bro. I was like, yep. I mean, I might. You do, were meant to be alive. I you might. Were, do, you were meant to be alive. I might do time. my stupid thing, but. Yeah, there's definitely like a purpose of me being alive, and for me to do that purpose is doing through God. Yeah, like that's beautiful. Putting God through everything, and bro, that's I'm telling you, like opportunity with Open Field, opportunity with um program director, like this position, mm-hmm. it was offered to many people, and everybody like I can't do it, 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 till they come to me, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I first, I I don't even know what the heck I'm directing, bro. I don't, I'm just like what. <laughs> But but you but you do go, in a way you do know and most importantly you care about the sport and you know everyone you know what I mean like that's everything else that's, will come. I was like yay. yep I I have God bro I I believe in God and that's that's what we need to do that's amazing and so now with all that being said the work that you have done right yeah what's your vision let's say like a five to ten like five year vision like next three to five maybe ten years like what do you see for both yourself and then what do you see for the immigrant soccer community in Pittsburgh. We definitely gonna be at somewhere. We definitely gonna be on different level. What I feel like it's we need more leaders. Yeah. Because like we're in a country of opportunities. Yeah. Where I feel like if we use our leadership, because man, bro, we come from in a in a in a background where it's everything is difficult, bro. You got yeah. You got on it. I don't know how old were you when you came here, but like back home. I was born here. Yeah. See, you basically <laughs> don't know so much, yeah, but I don't know God, bless, much. God yeah. bless you. You at least speak the language, but I'm saying, yeah, bro, true. every kid that have opportunity or are given the chance to like get here, they should be thankful. Yeah, they should actually take it serious because, like, I can't tell you how people will struggle, like struggle to own and get things they want to get. 
Yeah. The, the thing with a lot of the kids that were born here that are like the. Oh, you're an Americanized. Yep. Bro. Exactly. It, it's Americanized. Not as much of a work ethic. Americanized. Which I'm lucky that I was born with a work ethic. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that my parents instilled that in me, even though I was raised here. But there's a lot of descendants of immigrants that it's like you could be doing so much more, you know what I mean, with everything at your, like, the world's at your at your feet, you know? That, that's definitely one of the things that's kicking, like, like messing us up as youth, bro. Because, like, honestly, like, my mom passed away, man. Like, she rest in peace. Yeah, but I'm that. telling you, when, um, when I see some of this youth talking back to their parents, I'm just like, bro, what? That's Tell me the, about it. That's the best person you need because... When the wall, like when your back is against the wall, like you won't even know what to do. But like, yep. that's your mom, that's your dad. Like you basically could say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, and that's family. They will yep. take you like they have kid. We're in the real world compared to jobs, um, where you get cheated on, things that you know you can do better than the other person, yep. but still get picked over somebody else. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not fair. It's it's crazy, but I feel like honestly, on the point, as the immigrants, people that have a ba- like a different background, we need to do better. We need to support and help our parents. Yeah. To be honest, we need to help our parents because sooner or later, when you lose them, it's definitely going to hit you. Yeah. But you know what's crazy about the U.S. culture? One of the things, my my least favorite things about U.S. culture. Adults, right? They'll be like thirty, forty, however old they are. When they're when their parents get to the retirement age, like sixty five, seventy, whatever, yeah. they just send them to nursing homes. I couldn't. I can never wrap my head around that. In most and most other cultures, from what I understand, parents just move in with their kids. You know what I mean? It's yeah, the you definitely. Yeah, that that part, that part. But you know what? The crazy part though, there's immigrants now adapting to that, bro. Like they're really taking their mom oh. to their home care. I mean, home. Nursing home, bro. I'm telling wow. you. Wow, I did but not know that. I'm telling you, but like, we joke, we joke about that to my niece and them, uh, and them, and just tell them like, hey, what's going on? They're like, bro, when we when we make it out, we got mentioned. Yeah, we're taking them to nurse home, but I'm like, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> just have them, like, have yeah. them there. They could be able to take care of like your kids. Like that's. I mean, they took care of you, so you got to take care of them. Basically, that's yeah. what we need to do, but. I'm telling you, bro, Americanized, bro. Americanized. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's all the time we got for today, but is there anything you want to let the audience know you got coming up to watch out for? I know the league is starting up soon. For sure. Um, yeah. Is there any last words? Uh, my last words, honestly, I want to thank you all. My word of motivation is, like, never quit and always believe. Because what we're doing right now, somebody else did it before. Um, I could say that, you know, best of luck to whatever you guys got going on. But always believe. Don't let nobody tell you can't do it. I'm a man that was put in position where I didn't know what to do. But I just pers- I just trust the pro- process. So to every young people who going to be listening to this, anybody out there, it don't matter what type of level you're in, <laughs> just believe that there's a purpose of what you're doing now or where you are right now. Deal with it. Don't cheat. Don't get shortcut. Go through it. It's only going to make you strong. And what I'm saying is the league is starting this Saturday. We're going to be lit. We're trying to definitely build our community, Latino, 
uh, Congolese, Burundian, uh, Italian, uh, Chinese, uh, American, whatever you leave, I feel like if we all come together, we could definitely make a change. We could definitely make an impact for the American culture to know that we are different, different. Please do not switch yourself up because you feel like you need to fit in. Nah, let them know who you are and let them love you for who you are because, like, you're very special. And the reason why you are here, there's a purpose. So let's live that purpose and definitely push the uh, movement. I feel like we're great. We did strong generation compared to our, where our grand-grandfather is. They sacrificed so much for us to fail. So we are here. So let's do it. Let's definitely do it with our whole heart. Thank you, Eric. You know, best of luck. And congrats, man. I'm very excited of you, of who you are, who you're becoming. Definitely leader. Definitely um, a son, a respectful guy and man. Who you becoming? Like, never cheat your way to life, bro. I feel like you're on a diff- you are definitely on a good path. You just need to keep your heads and just know whenever challenges comes in your way, you always need to believe, bro. Just believe. It's just a matter of time. You're going to get through it, you know? Congrats, hey, thank bro. you, man. Congrats. Words of a wise man, y'all. Words of a wise man. Congrats, hey, bro. Thank you so much, bro. Congrats, definitely. All right, y'all. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>